From Deloitte Legal, Germany, I am Andreas Jenkins, and this is the Deloitte Legal Podcast with the Summer Special 2022. In today's episode, we are talking about some legal aspects in the special cooperation between Japan and Germany. It deals with the so-called company law package of the EU and the implementation of the cross-border reorganization measures to be introduced into national law of the respective member states of the EU quite soon. In my capacity as head of the Japan desk of Deloitte Legal, I'm very happy to talk with Gu Yonemura, senior manager of our Japanese services group, currently seconded from Japan to Germany. So we are talking about EU law and changes in connection with Japan. So what's the connection in, in your mind? Thanks, Andreas. Yes, good question. Of course, there is a direct link. Japan is one of the biggest economic partners of the EU. That was also underlined by the recent Japan-EU Free Trade Agreement. Japan is the EU's second biggest trading partner in Asia after China and EU's sixth most important trading partner worldwide. And in turn, for Japan, the EU is its third largest trading partner worldwide after China and the US. Based on the long tradition of doing business together, many Japanese multinationals are active in Europe and their numerous subsidiaries of Japanese groups companies here in Europe. Yeah, exactly. And that is the connection. Having subsidiaries throughout the world, as a company, you have always to consider whether your group structure currently fits to the changing environment and whether it's set up properly. Yes. We see that also many Japanese companies in Europe flew by acquisitions, which increase the number of entities or businesses in Europe and which need to be organized or structured. Yeah, and I can add, of course, the other way around as well. So if a kind of division or something needs to be sold, it is often required to perform a pre-sale structuring in order to facilitate the divestment. And actually for, for German, I would say for a national German reorganization, we have already a quite good toolbox, in particular in the German Reorganization Act, the so-called Umwandlungsgesetz. We can merge, we can change the legal form of companies, and we have also different options to perform a demerger and to split a company or to transfer parts of a company into new or already existing entities. These measures, in particular, benefit from the so-called universal succession. So everything, assets, liabilities, and even contracts are transferred just by the one legal reorganization act. And in addition, in many cases, such measures also can be performed tax neutral. So the measures do not trigger income taxes. However, for cross-border restructuring, the toolbox was actually quite limited. But this will change now with the implementation of the mobility directive in Germany and also in the other EU member states. And that's we would like to talk briefly about today. The mobility directive of the EU 
which needs to be implemented by end of January 23 into local national law will really increase the possibilities of cross-border restructurings immensely. The mobility directive will now introduce also cross-border demergers like spin-off and hive-downs will provide in addition for requirements of a cross-border change of the legal form and it has some changes of the, let's say, well-known cross-border merger. This will, as said, increase the flexibility and mobility of EU companies massively. From a procedural perspective, some not really big news. So it will be quite similar to perform a cross-border demerger like a cross-border merger. You have to fulfill certain prerequisites in one country, let's say the country of the transferring entity, and also in the country of the um, receiving uh, entity, there will be a kind of pre-merger or pre-demerger certificate issued by the authority in one country, and which is then the evidence that everything is fulfilled in that country for the receiving country. The new rules, however, will not completely mirror what we have in Germany, for instance, with regards to possible restructuring or reorganization measures. So actually, the new provisions will only cover cross-border demergers for the purposes of new formation. So the establishment of a new company by that demerger and a demerger for the purpose of absorption by an already existing entity is not yet regulated. Further, the scope of the directive is currently limited to corporations, which does not necessarily mean, however, that the member states cannot provide also for regulations for commercial partnerships in their national provisions. And then with regard to cross-border relocations of registered offices with the simultaneous change of the legal form, we had that already implemented based on EU law without the, the written national law. But this will also now be implemented into really written law, and that makes it, of course, easier and more reliable for companies to do such a step. Well, that sounds very good. Uh, are there any downsides of the new rules? I would not actually say downsides, school, but of course, you know, flexibility always comes with some burns. And the mobility directive also includes a number of rules with regard to the protection of shareholders and creditors, employee co-determination at a company level. And it also can be that the procedure is a bit longer than expected because the new rules are stricter as what we currently have for cross-border mergers. But actually, we do not want to, let's say, pour water into the wine. We should be very happy for new possibilities we have. And to summarize the benefits, these are in particular the possibility of having cross-border reorganizations performed in a tax-neutral way, the benefit of the universal succession applying to that, to these measures. So assets, liabilities, and contracts pass over just by operation of law with that one legal act. And of course, as mentioned earlier, on a flip side, we do have to follow the procedural steps and there is increased protection for employees and for creditors. But I think this is something we have to just accept because we do have the benefits in my mind over a weight. I understand. Thank you. 
Uh, this is, of course, important to know for companies being active in Europe. So in a nutshell, great opportunities for restructuring in Europe for multinationals and, of course, also for Japanese companies. Yeah, exactly. And the new rules uh, have to be implemented into local law, as mentioned, end of January 23. That's just a bit more than six months ahead. So it's time to start planning. Many thanks for your time. In case you like the podcast, join the episodes of our other country desks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Goodbye and... Sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara.